Emma Mullins is an Australian television presenter, radio announcer, singer, actor, writer and producer. She's also currently the morning presenter on Hope 103.2 in Sydney and her debut single Skinny Roads has just hit our tracks, hit our airwaves and she's on the line to tell us more about this debut single. Good morning, Emma. It's great to have your company on the show today. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me. Now, Emma, firstly, I've just found out that uh, I'm good friends with your dad. Uh, he's yes. a pastor in <laughs> Ipswich in Queensland. Uh, tell us, how did, how did a girl from Ipswich end up working in the big smoke in Sydney? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good question. Well, I can tell you that I have adjusted to Sydney life. I do wear shoes now. <laughs> so nice. I've, uh, yeah, I've made the adjustment. I've actually been in Sydney for, gosh, what, 12 years now. Okay. Um, and I actually got a scholarship to study music down here, which is why I moved down from Ipswich. But yeah, I, I moved when I was 20, yeah, 20 I would have been. Gosh, yeah. So um, I did grow up first 20 years in Ipswich and more, all my family is still there. And uh, you've been a busy girl in Sydney as well. You were a co-host on the Christian TV show Positive Hits and people may also have seen you as, was it Kirsten in the ABC TV drama Redfern Now? Yes, yep, that's right. So tell us about uh, your new single, Skinny Roads. What's the song about and what inspired you to write this one? So Skinny Roads is, uh, it's all about taking, well, the skinny road, I guess, in life. The road less travelled, not the wide, easy road. And I've found from my experience, and I think a lot of people find that the God call, if they're going to be true to the God call on their life, often it's actually a skinny road they need to take. It's not necessarily the wide, easy road, but God's at the end, you know, cheering us on all the way. And um, I, I like the, the concept of skinny road because that's kind of how I picture it, you know, his... His word says, uh, well, in the Bible it says that his word is a lamp into our feet. And if you kind of think of that picture, if you're walking in the dark with a lamp, you can only see the next step. (laughs) And I just think that's kind of beautifully purposeful, but a little bit scary at the same time. So you just have to feel the fear and go for it and just know that you're, you're following the God call on your life and really listen for his instruction and direction and his voice and and sometimes you know you're walking in the dark but you can you can barely see the next step but you know you've got you've got the vision that the creator has placed in your heart and you've just got to be true to that yeah that's beautiful reminds me of the quote faith is taking the next step even when you can't see the whole staircase perfect Uh, (laughs) that's good yeah now uh, we'd love to know a bit of your story so uh, tell us a bit about your uh, songwriting and singing Did, did it start at a young age tell us a bit of your story yeah, um, yeah. look, if you asked me when I was five years old what I wanted to do and what I wanted to be, I would have always said a songwriter and a singer. Um, all of my earliest memories are writing different songs and singing them to family members. Uh, so, yeah, that was always my passion and in my, in my heart. And um, I think somewhere along the way I just... I mean, I moved to, to Sydney to study music, but uh, soon after that I just kind of got quite discouraged and... 
and and gave it all up and I just thought that you know that season of my life was over so it was that wasn't until the beginning of last year actually um that I really started to pick it up again and I really felt like God had been talking to me about it for a few years uh and I hadn't done anything about it um and beginning of last year we were uh, in America and I had a a pastor come up to me after a service we were just visiting and saying um, God's told you to sing and, and write again, and you haven't done it. <laughs> and it was just, you know, so accurate and just confirmed exactly what God had been telling me. And there were quite a few scenarios, uh, you know, within a few months that the writing was very clear on the wall, and I just had to be obedient to, to what God had, had called me to do. And um, it seemed pretty crazy and wild. And, you know, I work full time and I've got two kids and we have no family in Sydney. And uh, I've got a few projects on the go, but I just had a night, a fortnight, actually. So that's what I started with at the beginning of last year, just writing, just sitting down at the keys and writing and, and singing again. And, um, yeah, so it's been, a, it's been a process, but a beautiful process and... I've loved every minute of it, and it's um, quite surreal to see where it's come in the in the past year. And I'd love to know a little bit of your faith journey as well. So, obviously, growing up as a as a pastor's kid, you were you know going to church a lot as a, as a child. Did, did you always uh, stay strong in the faith, or was there a, a conversion moment that you want to tell us about? <laughs> Uh, I absolutely did not stay strong in the faith. I wish I could say I did. Um, so, yeah, my parents are pastors in Ipswich. My mum, her name was Susie Wilson. She was actually um, a recording artist, a worship leader, and she released six albums in the late 70s, early 80s. So I'm not sure if any of your listeners would still have some of those records as they were and tapes <laughs> around. Um, but she actually passed away when I was four of cancer. And it was quite a shock for our church and and for our family from the day that they found out what it was to the day that she died. It was 12 weeks. So um, it was was quite a knock. And I think I never really fully uh, understood that or could process that in a healthy way. So I stayed at at church probably till I was about 13, 14. And and then I I went my own way and... um, was very, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I was a pretty angry kid. I had lots of uh, unprocessed grief and, and um, yeah, wasn't, wasn't the most pleasant teenager to be around. Um, so when I moved to Sydney, I was still in that place and it was not a good place at all. And, um, you know, I was in a lot of pain emotionally. And when I moved to Sydney, there's a whole lot more here to kind of numb your pain and I'll let you fill in the blanks but I was at a very very dark place and had no value for my life actually um in fact at the point where I was then I just thought you know I mean if I take something tonight that'll make me feel better for a couple of hours and and if I die tonight that's actually okay because then maybe I'll get to see mum again so that's actually where I was and then when I was um 22 I was working at a different radio station and uh, I was actually getting ready. I was very involved in music then, getting ready to, to head overseas with a great opportunity there. And I was working with this guy for the first time. It was his first shift and we had to be in the car together handing out the free stuff and and he put a worship album on. He turned the radio off and put a worship album on and <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And I did something that, you know, I was probably resembled manifesting something and took the took the cd out and told him you know in very colorful language where i would put that uh but he he was 
pretty switched on. He realized that, you know, something was going on here. He had started asking some questions, found out I was a pastor's kid. And, uh, you know, that was quite unexpected. And I think he, he um, made it his vision and his mission that day to get me connected back into a great church and back into a relationship with God. So he kept inviting me to church every Sunday. Wow. And he would text, he would call, he would offer to pick me up. And you know what? I, I would say no most of the time. Sometimes I'd say, yeah, I'll meet you there with no intention to go. And it had been three months of this, three months. And um, I remember waking up and it was a Sunday morning and looking at my phone and there was that usual text, you know, with the church invite. And I don't know what it was. It was, I mean, well, actually, I do know what it was. It was the prayers of my, my poor father. But, <laughs> but I just thought one day, you know, what, I'm just going to go check it out. And I did. I went along and um, I went back a couple of weeks in a row and they had an ex-mafia boss speaking one week, sharing his story. And that's actually what I needed to hear. I needed to hear um, that God could restore anything. And I needed to see that God could restore someone's life who he'd made such a mess of his life, but God had come and completely restored it to understand that God was even capable of restoring mine. And I gave my life to Christ that night. And you know what? That was the beginning of, I think, really actually living for the first time. And God spoke to me very clearly. I heard his voice so clearly telling me not to take that opportunity because I was getting ready to move overseas, but to go to Bible college instead, which I thought was crazy. I was like, really, God? Those people have been like Christians forever. Like, I'm trying not to swear. Like, that's what my daily thing is like now. I'm just trying to learn to read the Bible again. But um, I'd heard his voice loud and clear. And so at uh, 23 years old, I'd been saved for a couple of months. I went straight into Bible college and, and dove in. And you know what? The next um, the next few years was amazing and awesome. And, you know, the Bible talks about the renewing of your mind. It's a process, the renewing of your mind. But you know what? I was all in for the process. I, I knew that God could restore me. I knew he could do it. And I was so desperate to be healed and restored. And God well and truly did do it. And you know what? That was 12 years ago. And I've never looked back, and, and life has never been the same, and, and God has completely restored my life and blows me away. In fact, I think I've got double for your trouble, for sure. And uh, I'm just so passionate about helping other people that are in that same position as me, because I know if someone had looked at me back then, they would have thought, oh my goodness, yep, <laughs> there is no hope. But I tell you what, God can absolutely restore anything, and I'm, I'm definitely a walking testimony to that. So Emma, where to from here? You've, you've got this uh, song, Skinny Roads. What's the reaction been and, and where do you hope things will lead for you from here? Yeah, look, you know what? This whole project, I'm recording an EP um, at the moment and this whole project has been honestly just being obedient to God with the next step and it's been absolutely amazing. Skinny Roads is released uh, on iTunes on the 9th of May. The EP will be finished in August. And uh, Skinny Rose is the, the most added song to radio this week in Australia. It's um, done very well in the, you know, just the first week of distribution to radio. It's being picked up all around the country and people are really loving it and it's just amazing. So, you know what, I just want to be obedient to what I feel like God's called me to do and that's to write songs that connect people to Him and I'm just going to keep doing that. And, um, yeah, you know, life is very full, but it's quite an adventure, and I'm really loving the adventure. So, Emma, i just got to say, you know, I've just been so stirred hearing your story today uh, because I've known your dad for a number of years, and I can honestly say 
he is one of the nicest men I've ever come across. He's just always smiling. He's so gentle. Uh, whenever I chat to him, he's always just asking me how I'm going and caring for me. Like he's the most encouraging man I've ever met. Um, can you just describe for us what it was like when he saw that you came back to God? I could, I could just imagine that, that whole prodigal <laughs> son, you know, father embrace kind of thing. Just paint that picture for us because I bet it was just the best thing ever for him, you know? Oh, uh, look, I mean, you know what? That would actually be a really great question to ask him. I think he had sown so many nights, sleepless nights in prayers for me. Um, there was really, I mean, uh, yeah, it's. I was so such a broken person and so angry. And, and I think there was many years there where there was really kind of all you could do as a parent was pray. Like you actually couldn't talk or reason or, or do anything practically anymore. It was kind of it had gone too far. I was completely separated from from everyone and everything. And um, I think all he could do is pray. And actually, um, just a couple of years ago, you know, I actually said to him because you know, even when I was a teenager living at home, I wouldn't come home for nights at a time. And I said to him, you know, what? Weren't you worried about me? Like there was no mobile phones back then. Like mm. <laughs> I could. You couldn't text me or anything. Actually, I don't think I think you still can't text. But anyway, um, <laughs> and you know what he said to me? He said, "Do you know how many nights I stayed awake just mm. praying for your safety?" And that just—I mean, now that I'm a parent, that just resonated with me. It's like sometimes you just have to get on your knees and pray that God would just protect that person and and speak to them because there's nothing more that you can do. It's actually all in His strength. And, and I know, I actually feel like I'm walking in the blessing of my, my parents' prayers um, because they have sown so many prayers for me. And, and I think that that should be actually a real encouragement for other parents who, whose kids have just, you know, completely, um, you know, walked away completely and, and aren't in... in in good places at all that you can pray and I really believe that prayer shifts things in the spiritual realm and you might not see it straight away here but you're sowing seed and every seed reaps a harvest and you can keep praying into that relationship and keep praying for your kids and well even if you're a child and you're praying for your parents to get saved and meet Jesus like you just got to keep praying because it does shift things in the spiritual realm it so does and and I, I know that I'm here today uh, because of the prayers of my dad, like he's a pretty amazing guy, and as you mentioned, he's so gentle and and um, so faithful, and and so yeah, he's just a beautiful, humble man, and he's definitely sowed a lot of seed, and I'm certainly walking in the blessing of that. And it truly is powerful and inspiring when you know we we all understand that we are lost, but when you see just one single life come back into Christ's community, come back to the gospel and return to the place where we're all meant to be. I think it really speaks to each one of us. And I don't know if he wants me to say this, but Matt has been tearing up the last few minutes <laughs> as you've been talking about your dad, but um, in, a, in a good way, in a good way. Uh, Matt, you know, he's, he's a pastor that loves to wear his heart on his sleeve sometimes. <laughs> but um, Emma, it has been a pleasure to chat with you today. Now, you also have a blog at Emma Mullings. Tell us about the blog that you write. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, I have to be honest, I've been a little bit slack of late, but um, the blog, it's uh, called Be Your Best You, and I've just always, I've been passionate in the last couple of years, especially about, well, really helping people be the best version of themselves, and kind of locating the gifts that are in them, and learning who they are in Christ, and their identity in Christ, and and my blog, actually, it's very was very much for um, a secular audience, because I write for a lot of secular magazines as well, uh, but we, using kind of King and principles, you know, because God wants, He created all of us, He knows us inside out, and we are all created with a purpose, and everyone wants to find that purpose, whether they know Jesus or not. Um, so uh, just in the last few months, I've created kind of a second blog, which is called, it's uh, under the heart tab, and that's where I really can talk about the, the things of God in, in a way that, um, you know, there's no kind of editing or, or trying to make it more palatable. It's just very much, you know, there's scripture in there, and, and there's vi- stories of visions from heaven, and, and so there's actually kind of two blogs there now, and you can kind of read whichever one resonates more with you, and you find it easier to read, but both of them are centered around helping people just um, walk in all they were were called to walk in and and being the best version of themselves and I believe that everyone was created you know with a call and a destiny and there's absolutely nothing that can 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 knock that out you know God can truly restore anything and I'm really passionate about people walking in full healing and restoration and and um, you know especially recently I just recently wrote a blog actually about kind of all of all of the the journey of the music and um, that was really centered around you know what has God called you to do because he hasn't put that passion inside you to frustrate you he's put it inside you because it's part of your purpose and your destiny so um yeah let's let's pull that out and and do whatever we need to do work on whatever we need to work on to make sure we're completely whole and restored and able to fulfill the destiny and the call that that we've been created to do well, Emma, it's been so good to hear your story today, and uh, I've been doing radio interviews for 25 years now, and I've only ever cried in a few. So, oh. uh, well, well, well done on making me tear up today. I, I, I feel like my job is done. <laughs> As you were telling your story, you know, I've, I've got three kids. I've got an 18 year old daughter who loves the Lord, thankfully, and um, you know, I was just, I was just thinking, you know, of what, you, how amazing your dad is, and uh, you know, I heard a great quote recently that. Uh, sometimes your greatest achievement in life isn't what you do, but who you raise. And, uh, you know, he's raised an amazing woman of God in you, and you, you, you're a history maker. You're, you're changing the world on the radio and your music and your, your blogging and all the things you do. Uh, you're an inspiration to us. And uh, once again, if people want to find out more, they can go to emmamullings.com. Thanks for joining us today, Emma. God bless. Thank you. Thanks for having a chat. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater. And why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. 
Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor.